What's happening, people? Welcome to another episode of Natty News Daily. We've got uh, a very special guest on. I think our first men's physique athlete. Um, been requested to definitely post more outside of just bodybuilding on the Natty News page. And, you know, Chris, Chris had mentioned it before about promoting men's physique a little bit more. And we've had probably messages every single week, to be honest. So, you know, I'm very excited to have to have Chris here as, you know, really our first men's physique kind of athlete. Um, and, you know, for those that don't know, a very accomplished athlete within the sport. But anyways, Chris, I'll give you kind of the mic really quick. Um, for those that maybe don't know who you are, give a brief introduction and, and tell them what you're all about. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Chris Elkins, like you said, and uh, I started competing in 2013. Um, my first show, uh, I hired 3DMJ for that entire uh, contest prep. And um, after like watching Matt Ogus on YouTube and being introduced to natural bodybuilding, I decided in 2013, well, I, I guess I decided in 2012 that I wanted to do a prep and see if I like, if I could be competitive. Yep. So uh, my coach was Jeff Alberts and he had me uh, do a, a warm up show. And at the time I told him like, well, I think I liked physique because it was brand new. And, and I was like, felt like maybe it was more comfortable. So I did physique and bodybuilding, but I practiced posing way more for bodybuilding. And I did an NPC show as my first show and I got just destroyed in physique. <laughs> was crazy. Cause I wasn't ready for either one. Really. It was just like a, a warm up, you know? Yep. And, um, and I won bodybuilding. So from then on out, I only did bodybuilding. Um, I won my pro card in 2015 in bodybuilding in the WMBF. Um, I did a number of pro shows. I did worlds in 2018. And then um, in 2019, my girlfriend at the time was like, why don't you do physique? And I was like, ah, I tried that once. I said, <laughs> and she's like, no, like you'd be really good at physique. And I was like, okay, sure. So I tried it, won my pro card on the first show. Um, and then it was, it was monster match. The show I'm actually about to do in a week. And oh, you're um, doing it too. Yeah. I'll, I'll see it. you there then. Yeah. Oh, nice. We'll actually get to see each other face to face for the first time in a while then. Yeah. Since uh, maybe um, two years ago at an expo, probably it's the last time we saw each other. I think so. Yeah, so um, yeah, I won the amateur show, and then you have the opportunity to compete as a pro the following day, and I did, and I was one point off of uh, winning. I, I really thought I won that show, too, and, uh, and then unfortunately, I got sick right after that, and I didn't make it to uh, WMBF Worlds in 2019. 2020, it was canceled, and here we are, 2021, after it'll be, you know, my third year trying to get to Worlds as a pro physique athlete, and, um, yeah. you know, barring any kind of quite well. well that's interesting i didn't know you had uh you know more experience in the bodybuilding yeah uh, yeah i'm a bodybuilder yeah through and through i just um i just store so much fat in my lower body that uh men's physique is such a better fit for me as far as uh yeah. being competitive not just being competitive but at, like being better for my body as well yeah, I feel, I feel like I remember, I feel, yeah. yeah, I feel like I remember you posting about that, maybe your previous prep or something about saying that, like, how far you would have to take to get your lower body in. Basically another 10 to, pounds. Yeah, yeah, which is like, you know, for those that have been in the depths of prep, that last 10 pounds is pretty shit. Whereas like for you, you know, clearly men's physique, you can kill it and not go that far. Yeah, and I mean, if you guys have seen how, like, I'm, I'm pretty shredded right now. Yeah, but I would literally have to drop, I don't know, six, a solid six or seven more pounds to, to get glutes and hamstrings and uh, yeah. probably looking okay. But like seven pounds is a lot on a, my frame. I, I compete 
between uh, like 146 and 150. I'm, I'm around 146 this morning. And um, I, I want to get a little leaner, uh, but it's just weird because there's not a lot left to lose up top. It's, you know, it just kind of comes from my legs now anyway. And you probably notice yourself like it, it doesn't like, I because I have a similar kind of distribution, like at a certain point, it, it's like it almost doesn't change that much up top, even though like your lower yeah. half is changing. Your upper half is like, maybe it gets a little bit leaner but like the it gets yeah, flatter like though so it's like yeah so flat it doesn't really like change exactly i start to lose size and fullness up top so i'm just yeah. I'm just a much better looking athlete in yeah. an instant but i mean don't, don't get me wrong i want to do bodybuilding again in the future probably uh maybe 2024 that'll be my 40th for 37 now that'll be my 40th birthday and i would love to make a return to the bodybuilding stage when I'm 40, I think would be a, a good amount of time. I think. Yeah. That's touch on training a little bit. Cause I think people assume cause you're a men's physique athlete, you, you train in a different manner or whatever, but clearly, you know, you've had much experience in bodybuilding. So do you still do um, like legs as much, or do you only dial it back to like once a week right now? Or how do you no, have a thing? I'm still hitting legs twice a week. Yeah. Um, I have a day where I do a full lower and because I think that my quads are a, a relatively strong point for my physique, I have one day that's full lower body. And then I, I have another day that is uh, glutes and hamstrings yep. Yep. primarily. Yeah. And when, yeah. when I, 2018, I actually did hit, um, I was running max hype extreme, which is a training program that me and Chris Bearcat put together. And um, I was actually doing legs three days a week oh, with wow. uh, a full lower day a quad dominant day and a gluten hamstring day. So now it's just twice a week, which I think is more reasonable anyway, especially sure. since I'm physique, but I, I don't think, I don't ever see myself training legs less than twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's coming from a men's physique athlete people. So, you know, bodybuilding at the end of the day, we all do the same thing and the same goal of to build muscle. Yeah, right? I mean, so. right. We all want to grow muscles and balance is everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let, let's come on to this season. Um, give give them a rundown of your placings and, and what you've done because you know we talked before um, on Instagram and you've kind of tore it up this year. So <laughs> give us a rundown. Even, of even run the table, man. Yeah, yeah, it's been going really well. This has been my best season by far. Um, I uh, I stayed relatively leaner this year, so I didn't have as long of a prep. I feel like I was able to get ready um, in six to eight weeks, as opposed to like a longer prep. And, um, I feel like it made things a lot easier. So I, I took a trip to Mexico early July in Greece at the end of July, I got back from Greece. And in nine days I did a NPC show as a warm up show. Cause it kind of forced me to, to, to get into prep. Like I was, I was fairly lean for Instagram and for these trips. Um, but I was still a good, like five or six pounds away from good competitive conditioning. So I did this tile show because Matt Ogus and Kendall Richmond um, were doing it. So I jumped in. I was, I'm already nationally qualified, but it can't hurt to get in front of the judges and to um, get more time on stage. So and I won the Masters and I got second place in uh, the Open class. But it, I mean, it definitely wasn't my best look or anything, you know, but it was, it was decent. And then uh, two and a half weeks later, I did nationals in Pittsburgh. Um, and that was to get an IFBB pro card, which is kind of like a side quest for me as a, like in, if life were an RPG, my, <laughs> my, the yeah. main story quest is WMBF world championship. And the side quest would be yeah. an IFBB pro card as a natural athlete. And, um, 
I just honestly looked my my worst ever at that <laughs> Pittsburgh show. I was sure. in my head too much. I uh, I kind of cut water. Like I, I don't normally do that. Um, I didn't carb up as high because I felt like I wasn't as lean as I wanted to be. And so the plan was fly into Pittsburgh, compete, and then immediately fly to Phoenix to do my first WMBF Pro Show of the year, which was the uh, Phoenician Classic. So I took fourth in Masters and like third call outs in the Open. And it was a stacked class anyway, and they're all on drugs for the most part. So yep. um, I didn't beat myself up too bad. I mean, I was disappointed. Don't get me wrong. It's expensive to, you know, do <laughs> two flights. And yeah, for sure. The entry fees are expensive and everything. So I kind of like, I'm like, you know what? That was a good learning lesson for me. I was I felt pretty humbled. Like, don't ever do a national show unless you're 100% ready. Um, I don't know why I thought that I could. I don't know what I was thinking, honestly. But <laughs> <laughs> And, and I was, I'd only been back from Greece for like three and a half weeks. So yeah, it was pretty crazy. So I, um, I land in Phoenix and I immediately, um, get back onto like normal routine and I won that show. Um, and then from there I did, uh, the pro universe in New York and I won that show. And then I did, um, the Washington state natural, uh, about two weekends ago and won that show and, uh, have Boston in like 10 days. And then, um, and then Worlds two weeks after that. And then, and then I yeah. just have to make the decision, do I end prep or do I try one more time when I know I'm going to be 100% ready at that point for the IFBB Pro Card. There's a national show in um, Orlando in December. And then there's also a, a Masters show, which is the same. Like if you win in Masters, you're an IFBB Pro too. So yep. it's just a different opportunity. And that one's in Phoenix. So I don't know. What, what would you do? Are is it class win or overall win? Because I know sometimes they do class win gets pro At, uh, nationals in open class based on your height class. Uh, top two, top two. pro card. Yeah, oh, At fuck, masters, man. USA, I don't know if it's class or if it's top two in the overall, it's one of the two, which is pretty hard, you know, because yes, yeah. but um, because there's less people. But it doesn't matter if there's less people if one of them is really, really good. Are you going to feel like if you get the master's pro card that there's like an asterisk next to it, you know? Nah, because it, it's the same. It's a pro card is a pro card. You can still compete in the master's or the open mm -hmm. or yep. both if you yep. want. Man, I, I, honestly, like for me anyways, if you're in shape and you're at your peak, the, the national show or top two could get a pro card, like you're, you're there. Like you're, you're scratching at the door. I would say, I know if you're, if you're ready, do it. <laughs> yeah. December of last year, I did that same show. It was in Phoenix because of uh, COVID and um, I got fourth and I was so close, oh. like right oh, there. Man. That'd be nutty though, to cap off. Like, obviously we know your goal with worlds. Imagine, imagine, imagine get, getting worlds and a pro card, like same year. That would be wow. crazy. I'm the type of person that feels like if you're ready, do it because you never know what could happen. Like, no, 100. Yeah, like, you, I mean, you had that scare last year, two years ago. 2019, yeah, I ended up uh, two years in the ago. Yeah, days. yeah. Touch uh, on that actually. Yeah, that sure, nasty not a lot of surgery. Not and... that. Yeah, so I'll just I'll give you like the the cliff notes version. But basically, I got home from Boston after competing in the amateur, winning the amateur show, and then competing in the pro show, and I was um a little less than two weeks out from worlds. It was in New York in 2019. I had everything booked already. And then one day it was a Wednesday. So I'd been home for two days. I got home on Monday night and um, all of a sudden my stomach was super bloated. I couldn't eat anything. And I'm at this point I'm in prep and I'm starving. Um, and I was like probably the best shape of my life. And um, I ended up asking my girlfriend to take me to the emergency room. And uh, they did a, a CAT scan because they thought maybe it was my appendix. 
And uh, they, they thought, oh no, it's an obstruction. So like they thought I was constipated or something. And they held me for almost an entire day before they went in and did surgery. My um, intestines were completely wrapped in a knot and um, it was crazy, completely genetic. There's like nothing that I really did to have caused that. It just something yeah. that happened. And so they ended up having to open me up fully, you know, like first they went in like with a little camera, but so they had to cut. So I have a scar from my belly button to my pelvis. I was in the hospital for six days. I couldn't eat or drink anything. Uh, it was pretty crazy. And obviously I missed worlds and uh, I had to watch <laughs> on the couch. Yeah, I was out of the gym for two months and I had to be super careful even getting back into the gym because uh, it would be easier to, easy to get a hernia because they had had to cut open my abdominal wall but yeah they cut out six inches of my um part of my large intestine my colon my appendix cecum like a bunch of stuff in there and um fortunately i didn't need like a bag or anything like uh, the recovery wasn't too bad um you know thank god i was i got out of it fine and the i went to a va hospital because i was in the marines and um the surgeon that was on duty just so happened to have gone to a uh, small incision surgery class uh, shortly before she had to do this surgery. So she, and she knew I was a, a bodybuilder and I competed and a natural athlete and stuff. So she kept the, the cut below the belly button, you know, in, in an attempt to make the yep. scar uh, as least noticeable as possible. So it was, there's a lot of things that, I mean, it was shitty, but there was a lot of things that went in my favor as well. And I made a full recovery. I competed last year and had my best season ever last year. And now this one is even better. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's scary, man. I had my appendix removed. God, I don't know, four or five years ago now. And like, I was just getting ready for my first show when it flared up and they had to pull me in. Oh, and wow. I remember being terrified that I was going to have this huge gash across my midsection. I'm like, all right, this is going to look so bad on stage. And they're like, well, we need to fix this. So you may die. Yeah, you have three little dots, right? For you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Belly button. And then two kind of just in the side, which they're long gone now, but yeah, yeah. I, I can relate to that feeling. <laughs> so, well, I mean, my scar is pretty ugly still in my opinion, but with tan and carved up, you really for can't sure. notice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's talk about this prep then what's been kind of, you know, macros cardio, like where's that all kind of fallen? Yeah, so I really started um, kind of right where I normally start uh, when I want to hit the ground running, and that's around 50 fat, 175 carbs, and 175 protein. Um, and I, I'm, I'm around 5'6", 155 to 57 pounds normally. Yep. Um, that's I, I either hang out between 135 and 165 in the off season, depending on um, how how long of an off season it is, you know, yep. and how yep. lean I want to be. But yeah, so I, I jumped right on those numbers uh, in say like early July, but then I had trips and I wasn't tracking consistently. And then when I got back from Greece, I was like, all right, I need to go a little harder. Cause you know, I ended up doing a show nine days later. Yeah, so yeah. I did a lot of like depletion macros for a while. And I was, um, on around 55 fat, um, a sub 100 carbs and, um, 175 and 185 protein with daily cardio. But then once I got those first three shows out of the way, I was like, okay, now I can really afford to cruise into worlds because um, if I was like a hundred percent in late August, early September, there's no way I would be at my best by November. So I increased food significantly uh, and then just kind of picked it up again, one to two weeks out of each show. Um, and then peak week is fairly simple. I'll deplete for two to three days, depending on how lean I am. Yep. And then I'll carb load for two days, uh, relatively safe. It's, it worked well for me in 2018. So I kind of matched that in my yeah. 2019 and 2020, 2020 preps as well. 
Yeah. Have you ever done like a, an aggressive carb load or anything like that? Yeah. Or, or have I've you always some, kept it moderate? Some pretty aggressive uh, rapid back loads where it's one day, yeah. uh, 700 carbs. But I found that as flat as I have to get sometimes to get to the body fat that I want to be at, um, a two-day carb load is a lot better for me. Sure. Yeah. So I'll deplete for like three days and I'll carb load for two days. And um, I feel like I, I end up looking a lot fuller that way. Yeah. What's your protocol on show day itself? Do you kind of just small meals or depends? Yeah, it really depends on the time of the that we go on stage. Yeah. But if it's like a normal show and we're going on like 9 or 10 a.m. relatively early, I'll wake up at like 6 or 7 immediately have a, uh, an energy drink. So I get, you know, get to waking up. Okay. And, um, like I said, in Pittsburgh, I, I tried not to drink that much, but that just didn't work for me. I, for me, lots of water and lots of sodium is like the best for me. So I'll have a fairly big meal right when I wake up. And when I say fairly big, I mean like 15 fat, 75 to hundred carbs, right. When I wake oh, wow. up, yep, yep. um, and I'll look at myself and usually see, but the goal is to like almost spill over Friday night a little bit and wake up really tight Saturday, but I still need to have a pretty big meal or, or I'm like, feel empty again. And then I don't want to eat too much right before stage. Yeah. Yeah. So, what kind of carbs are you intaking? Cause obviously that's a pretty big bolus and you don't want to yes. over, you know, feel bloated. And Right. So what I'll normally do on show day is I'll do um, some of this like cheap steak that you can buy at Walmart and microwave and I'll do two rice cups and a banana and that puts me right pretty close to 100 carbs and yeah the white the white rice is really is really nice like white yeah. rice based products yeah yeah and then with me i'll take like to the show i'll take some rice cakes and some um candy uh like normally i'll go with like something gummy like some fat free nothing um that's gonna like take up a lot of space in my stomach yep there you and go then, guys um, you, you heard it there first the secret from, uh, uh WMBF pro champ gummy bears and walmart steak <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real the secret but, uh, another thing that i do from time to time is is i will have some pizza um either the night before or even the morning of uh just because i, I need something that is uh high calorie but doesn't take up a lot of room in my stomach and that doesn't that i know for me digest well and yep. th there's so much sodium in the cheese the pepperoni oh for sure and sauce so that, and and uh, it's a more it's a lot more carbs than people think compared to fat and protein. And I think um, for me it works really well. But I don't recommend that to, to any of my clients. I've some that I've been working for the long time. I'm like, hey, have you tried a slice of pizza? And a lot of times <laughs> you're just too scared to try that. So, is there a reason you like the classic is a burger and fries? Is there a reason you opt for pizza over the burger Honestly, and fries? I, for me, a burger and fries is so much more fat than it is carbs. Okay. That, that I actually feel like, and you know, fat and protein that I'd rather err on fat and carbs instead of fat and protein. Yeah, that, ma that makes sense. I, I could agree with that for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like pizza is better than a burger. And also here's another reason for me is I eat pizza. I mean, not pizza. I eat burgers almost every day in my prep. So yeah, yeah. Um, low fat hamburgers that I'd rather have pizza anyway. That's fair. famous for your <laughs> burger salad. Yeah. The, the big, the Mac big Mac, the big Mac salad. Yeah. That's right. I, I picked that up. I've, I've done that tricks of the trade. Um, let's, let's pass this on to, um, your Instagram story roughly an hour or two ago. So someone had inquired why you put yourself through this pain and suffering for just a trophy. Um, I, I will let you, uh, take the floor with that. 
because I think we can all agree with your statements. <laughs> yeah, man. He said, uh, why do you, why do you put yourself through such a harsh mental and physical battle or whatever? Like, first off, this is very mentally fulfilling, like testing your discipline. But I, I just think the most important thing is it's not about a trophy. Like I don't care about a trophy. Like they could not give out any trophies at all. I compete because I'm a competitive person. And the whole reason I got into bodybuilding is because I was looking for something to scratch that competitive itch. And yep. this, this was a healthy, you know, natural bodybuilding in general, healthy sport to um, that also, you know, you, you look cool too, when you do it, like aesthetically, you improve your physique. So it was like all the things lined up for me. And um, I mentioned I was in the Marines, like suffering is like a, a way of life, you know, like there's people that do marathons and people that do triathlons and they're not competing for trophies. They're competing because they like to, to test themselves and to see yeah. how far they can push themselves. And if you've never prepped before, if you're listening to this and you haven't had your first contest prep yet, then you, you'll know once you do that, that first prep is like such an experience. You see exactly how far you can push your own boundaries and um, how, how deep you can dig. And, uh, and you learn things about yourself as you're doing that cardio session that you really don't want to do. And you break down in tears and your hormones are a little lower than normal. And you're like, damn, this is crazy, but I'm, I'm actually doing it. And I'm doing something that I didn't think I could do. And, and, uh, to me, that's how I feel every prep. Like it doesn't really change. It's I, I get that gratifying, like how bad do you want this? Okay. This is how bad I want it. And no matter how smart or hard or both that you train, cause you got to like, if you're training hard, you might not get, get great results. And if you're training smart, but you're not putting the effort, you might not get great results. When you combine those two together and you see the fruits of your labor, it has nothing to do with a trophy. It's, yeah. you know, something else completely. It's that discipline, right? That's the one thing that I think, you know, a lot of people, it, you know, they're not, people aren't tested, right? Like, you know, society nowadays is pretty like, soft. it's, it's soft, right? It's easy. Whereas yeah. like, in prep especially like the latter part of prep like every day is a battle <laughs> in some form or another whether it's like you said the cardio or you know your couple rounds of posing and you're you're dragging your feet or the training sessions that you can't or get a leg pump. day that you don't want to do yeah man like all that stuff is so freaking hard and like even like little things we've all been there where it's like you're sitting on the couch you have to go to the washroom but you don't even want to stand and go to the washroom like those things become so challenging under you know, the circumstances that prep brings on. And, and like, when you can get through that, like you said, you know, it, it's such yeah, a it gives you, feeling. It, it gives you a different perspective on what hard actually is. Once you've like been there, all the other like small things when you're out of prep, it's like, oh yeah, like I can totally do that. And there's, there's really not too many things in life where you have as much control as you have on the outcome of where your prep ends up. Like obviously the judging's subjective and things like that, but like if I eat these foods, if I do this cardio, if I work out, I will get leaner. I will get the look I want. Like you don't get that in life often. Yeah. And at the end of the day, this was your choice. So as much as you want to complain about it and you have every right to complain about it, so you're like, if, if I complain on social media, let me complain. It's my social media. Like I want, if I want to complain, cause it makes me feel better then I'm going to complain about it. But at the end of the day, it was my choice. And I got to choose how hard I suffered and I got to push myself how hard I wanted to push myself, especially yeah. if you're coaching yourself. Like I coach myself now. And um, yeah, it's interesting just to see, like, sometimes I have to pull back a little bit because I want to push myself harder, but then I'm like, nah, like you don't want to get too flat or you don't want to, you know what I mean? So it's a whole balancing act. And I just, I, I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. When you find that, 
that love for it. That's when the whole thing changes, right? Like I think everybody goes through those, you know, whether it's the first prep where you're trying it out or, you know, you're doing it because a buddy's doing it. And then, you know, you're not sure if you love it, but when you get to that point where, you know, all four of us can probably attest that we, we genuinely love this and regardless of how hard it is, like that love will still be there. Right. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, the part where you're like just sitting on the couch and your glutes are lean and, and now it actually hurts to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Good times. So between, so what's, what's the timelines now for the, for the next show worlds and, and then the potential NPC show. Yeah. So me and Dan are doing the Boston show together. I didn't realize that. So that's pretty cool. Um, that, that's what 10 days out, basically the, the pro shows on Sunday, the amateur shows on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it's uh, just under two weeks to WMBF worlds, uh, November 20th in Las Vegas. And um, I, I'm really looking forward to that. I uh, was talking to the previous world champ from 2019 for physique. Uh, he's from Taiwan. His name's Zach. He's coming out to defend his title. And I'm like super excited for that. And I'm just, I just hope we get a ton of competition because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to, to win these last three shows, but the, there wasn't a ton of guys at each show. They were fairly small. It was like four, two, and four. Um, so I'm hoping Boston has at least a handful and worlds last year had like between the, the short and the tall, they had like 20 in each. So I'm hoping we get a similar turnout. Um, I've heard numbers that there's over 250 competitors signed up a lot of international competitors. So uh, you know, I, I freaking hate COVID and everything that's happened with it, but yep. hopefully, uh, Worlds is still a strong show. There's been it's, some deep lineups in the in the pros this this year. Yeah, this, and I'm 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 expecting that Worlds will be very similar. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, the thing is, you know what kills me is that I look at the other organization. I I love the WMBF because uh, for a number of reasons, the ten year natural, the polygraph. Um, actually doing the urinalysis testing. Um, but what I don't love is the turnout just hasn't been as good as some of the other organizations. And one of those reasons is because the other organizations, I don't know if we wanna talk like natural organization politics or, or whatnot, but the other organizations take any pro card. The WMBF only takes WMBF pro cards. Whether you're uh, Mr. Olympia or you won the natural Olympia or whatever, you have to compete as an amateur in the WMBF and win your WMBF pro card. So I, it's cool because it makes it more elite, but it's disappointing if there's really good pros in other organizations that don't want to do that and don't want to compete in the WMBF. So they're not going to compete as an amateur, you know? So like I'm looking at some of these lineups, like the Mr. America lineup, uh, really solid lineup for physique. Unfortunately, I don't like their posing criteria they don't do normal physique posing to have you hit like the pnba style where you hit body they did yeah let's say they did some bodybuilding posing it was yeah, I think that's ridiculous and i think most physique athletes will agree with me that that's ridiculous but um aside from that that i thought it was an incredible lineup and just recently i saw the yorton cup uh that lineup was equally impressive for physique as well and uh i could i mean i could have done either of those shows but i was really this year i'm really focused on the WMBF. Do you have your OCB card then too, or? Yeah, they'll they'll yeah. accept it as well. And do they do they actually accept? Okay. Yeah, I did not know that. Okay. I compete in polygraph shows. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I so, actually have to compete as an amateur in a couple of weeks actually at the uh, the Monster Mash because I don't have my WMBF card. Oh, I've so never I've I've never done I've never done a, uh, an IMBF show. Oh, I've okay. only I've only competed OCB well, and then and then Mr. America a couple weeks ago, but. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, it's. 
the the venue looks really nice this year the dcu dcu center is is yeah. that's like a it's like a uh an arena isn't it like a... place is so it looks pretty okay nice. awesome right on all right man we got a couple minutes left before zoom's gonna kick us off so i guess just uh you know close us out what what's what's the end of the year look like for you i know i what's the goal what's the goal one only one goal man I, well okay i guess there's a couple but i would love to go on side quest <laughs> i'd love to go undefeated all the way to worlds That's and get sick. that top spot uh anything less than that and i'll be a little bit disappointed but um i'm just excited to compete against good competition you know i want to prove myself i don't i don't want any kind of like easy win or anything you know um and then that's really what it's about man like i that's i mean this year was kind of my was my pro debut and like i i wanted deep lineups i wanted to see how i stacked up and that that was really you know to be able to stack up or, or hold your hold your own in a yeah in a, in a good lineup is is something man that's how I for felt. you to win, to win. Yeah. That's how I felt in 2018. And then now I feel like I kind of like am at a point, especially with physique where I really do believe that I can win the world championship. And I believe that it's just a matter of time. Uh, you know, I, I practice posing every day. I train my ass off and hit my macros to the T and um, being as smart as I feel like I can be managing the highs and lows of, you know, when to refeed, when to push, when not, you know what I mean? Maintaining, this look because it's very subjective i i could i could get way leaner but i don't i think it hurts my physique so i'm i'm trying to stay right in this and i want to come in maybe two pounds sharper but anyway the, the goal is to win the WBF world championship and then i think on november 20th um after that happens i'll have to make my decision if i'm gonna end prep or go to phoenix or orlando but i i think i probably will go to orlando honestly i'm just so motivated uh and i and i like if you're ready, do it because you never know what could happen. You know, could get hit by a bus in Vegas, or whatever. You, you know what I mean? You never know. Like, I plan to do it. I think you took a lot of positive out of your surgery. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Life is short, man. You never know what you got left. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, so, for coaching, social media, all that good stuff, where can people find you? Yeah, Chris underscore Elkins. That's E L K I N S. And uh, I try to reply to just about every DM. Um, you know, I love, I love interacting with my followers and, um, and then my, my website is cuttingedgephysiques.com and, or cephysiques.com works as well. Uh, I've had a lot of success this year coaching. Uh, I've had, um, two athletes go pro in the WNBF and physique. I've had, um, one of my athletes win a pro show and, um, I actually competed with two of those guys that won their pro card this year. Um, fortunately I was able to get the win over there, <laughs> but, uh, but it was good times, you know, for sure. Cool. Awesome. You, you scaled their carbs down too low on that day for you. Like, you're looking oh, too man. full, too they full, both too looked full. Their best ever. I'm happy to say that when I beat them, they were both at their all time best. So awesome. wicked. That's awesome. All right, people, if you guys enjoyed this episode with Chris, let us know if you really liked it, we'll have to get him on for, for episode two. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Natty underscore news underscore daily. We're on the road to 10K, so we appreciate all the support. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys in the next one.